Uh, hello and welcome back to Castle Rock Critical. This is our Stephen King sub-podcast of Fan Critical and tonight we're going to be talking about Stephen King's The Tommyknockers. Oh, yeah. Here's Tommy! Close enough. Uh, uh, if, you, if you didn't always recognise that, that's uh, our very own Nancy Voss. It's Lucy. Hello. Um, also joined by our lost little boy, it's uh, it's Davy Brown. It's our John. That's Gareth, surely. I'm not. Yeah, he's not here, so. I'd rather. Know. Can I be the alcoholic, please? I was going to be the alcoholic. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and just like Jim Gardner, I'm an alcoholic shit poet. I'm Emma, your host. Ouch. Yeah. Well done. Slagging myself off already. Yep. Woo! Someone has to. Probably a better poet than him. To be fair. Probably, actually. If you wait until the uh, bastardisation of the plot summary that's coming up, I'm a better writer than them Spoiler put together. Warning for the... uh, but to kick us off in true Castle Rock critical style, uh, we have got I've got two different reviews today because both of them made me feel joyful to just give us an overview of uh, the magic that is the Tommy Knockers mini series adaptation of what is quite a good book. Uh, so first up, Rotten Tomatoes, 8%. I had no idea it was that low. I probably wouldn't have watched it or agreed to do the podcast <laughs> had I known. Was, that's the lowest I've ever gone mm. for Rotten so, Tomatoes. Rot- Rotten Tomatoes says, adapted for TV, this is a Stephen King story in which an aspiring writer and an alcoholic poet, with a metal plate in his head no less, literally stumble over a long buried spaceship while walking in the woods. So far, so good. It starts glowing green when uncovered, and soon everyone in town has green eyes, their teeth fall out, they act out all of their fantasies, violent or otherwise. Guess who's immune to the power of the alien spaceship? You got it. Our good old metal-headed poet can save the day if he can get it together enough to do so. Really more of a B-movie than most King Horror Fests, which, quite frankly, is saying a lot, considering the shit we've covered. I think most of Stephen King's stuff is shit. Am I allowed to say that on... What, the adaptations? Yeah, well, obviously, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, come They're hard on. Hard to adapt, I think. I mean, the fucking Dead Zone, the stand, like. Oh, the Dead Zone's not that bad. Oh, it is shit. I fell asleep the this. first time. It is better than this, yeah. yeah, but that's not saying much. No. Well, IMDb says something very similar. Uh, the small town of Haven becomes a hotbed of inventions, all run by a strange green power device. The whole town is digging something up in the woods, and only an alcoholic poet theme here can discover the secret of the tommy knockers i did also pick out some very nice uh, fan reviews here one of them i think kind of nails on the head or hits the nail on the head of what you were just saying john so connor r says i honestly don't know how many made for tv movies will have to be made before stephen king realizes that it's a terrible way to translate his stories i thought the book was really interesting and a sort of ode to 50s sci-fi world worlds in particular mm. this is just a complete letdown filled with a subpar car and terrible writing well, yeah. but actually I think that's a really valid point because a lot of Stephen King novels The Stand is a great example so is The Dead Zone are they're made for like either a 10 part series or a film mm. you, you can't do it in a three hour mini series like this with no I mean it's just terrible I, the, the book is good I think the biggest positive of this is that it's only two parts true not like The Stand that, no, was, oh, that was hard work my word man but, I mean, we won't slag the stand off anymore. No, now we have this. <coughs> well, John, do you want to tell us what you thought overall of uh, of this little little mini-series that we're covering today? Well, not much, to be honest. Well, not much that's positive. I'll give it a blueberry score. Do you want me to explain what blueberries are to our Yes, please. Our audience? Not the actual blueberries, but the way that we <laughs> use them for scoring. That this would is be a scale great. that we use. Zero bloobs is not very good. Five bloobs is very, very good. Excellent, if you will. There can be no half bloob. Why can there be no half bloob, Lucy? Because that would be mental. You can't half a blueberry. Correct. Who wants half a blueberry? Some people don't even like blueberries, but, you know, we won't get into that. This is a one bloob. I mean, Tommy Knockers must be thanking its lucky stars that at the moment me and Gaz are doing, you know, a brilliant podcast called The Worst of Netflix, where we have to go out of our way to find the shittest films that we can on Netflix. Now... This isn't as bad as some of the films that I have watched, but if someone would have randomly picked this as a film for the worst of Netflix, it would be appropriate. It's abysmal. I didn't even know what was going on in the first 20 minutes. I still don't remember any of the names of the people. Some of the characters, I don't understand why they're in this or what role they have to play. I'm still confused by the dolls. 
Like, I, <laughs> oh my god, is the goals. Why is <laughs> that happening? <laughs> and what a terrifying way to start a tour for kids of a police station. Yes. Why are they in there? I, I, yeah, who sanctioned that? And why are they doing a tour of a fucking prisoner staring at kids? This is mental, man. That would never happen. <laughs> so uh, this is a terrible film with some terrible performances. Um, an absolutely stunning woman. Um, but other than that, and some weird sexual scenes with tongue sticking out and bitey of lip. But it's a shit film. <laughs> um, certainly one of the worst films we've ever covered. And quite frankly... It's podcasts like this where I just think, what's the point, man? Well, unfortunately, Anne N from IMDb disagrees with you. She rated this 4.5 out of 5 stars. She said it was very brilliant. Story (laughs) development was great. Not boring at all. Best Stephen King movie. She's basically shot down all your points there. Mm. um, Yeah, you're wrong now. Not boring at all, actually. Story development was great. Best Stephen King movie. Not boring at all, so don't... Yeah, but she's clearly... She must have been involved in the making of this film. Yeah, that Um, would explain a lot, because it was a very brilliant film. Certainly one of the screenwriters spelling the word brilliant. Um, (laughs) There's no story development. There isn't a story. It's just some people get zapped by this box that's in the floor, and it's green, and now... Everyone's brilliant. I was like, well, what's, what's, why is this bad? I don't brilliant understand. and horny. Well, which is weird. Even better. So, you know. Uh, I'm going to jump in in the middle. Uh, so I have read the book. Oh, have you been zapped by the green thing as well? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I only wish I had. Uh, so I've read the book and I have watched the miniseries. Uh, I feel very sad for all of you that mm. you think this is what the Tommy Knockers is because uh, the book is, is great. It did take me two weeks to read it which is quite a long time for me. It's a very large, very long book. Mm. Um, but it but it is really good. And actually, it's a nice, like slightly different foray into sci-fi for Stephen King, which I quite enjoy. It's obviously part of his sci-fi phase. Uh, but I, I thought it was really good. And actually, not one of the best ones I've ever read, but I will I will blueberry the book as well. Oh, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll give that a four out of five. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, not okay. bad going. Not bad going. The miniseries is... Um, it is a masterpiece of fucking trollop, mm. quite frankly. Um, and trollop. I can't, I can't yeah. think of any other word to tripe. use it. Tripe. That's what you're thinking. Utter tripe. Yeah, there are some trollops in it, but um, the best bits. Masterpiece of <laughs> that tripe. Is true, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, and it was just such a shame because they've changed so many of the great things about this story that just made it into fucking nonsense. Mm. Uh, but that should make for a relatively hilarious review, I think. Uh, Lucy, <laughs> yeah. What, sure what do you that. think? Um, yeah. I'll give oh, I it. haven't blooped it. Yeah, blue, blue bit. I was going to do an April Fool and say it was five out of five, but I'm not that funny. So um, no, it's not twelve o'clock anymore. Yeah, you fuck. So one, one bloob for me. Mm. One bloob, unfortunately. Lucy, what did you think? Yeah, I have to echo all of your oh. sentiments. Echo, echo. I'm keep doing that. Yeah, um, it's, shit, isn't it? it's not funny. About shit is this film. Mm, it's better. Yeah, one blueberry. Um, I found it really boring. Like it wasn't even so dull, funny, man. like shit funny. Only towards the end when you saw the, the rubbish aliens and there was some funny throwing them around. <laughs> did it become entertaining? I was watching it. I mean, I was quite tired and hungover, which didn't help. <laughs> but I was just like, this is not the kind of thing you want to watch. Is, then. Yeah, just like Jimmy Smith's don't know his character's name. Um <laughs> It was really boring. That's my main takeaway. Like, mm. not even... <clears throat> it had no camp value apart from Tracy Lords and the aliens at the end once they come out. I'm not really interested in aliens in that way. What, in that way? You're not. No, but just... I don't <laughs> I don't really care about... I don't find films about aliens that interesting. Um, and yeah, I just thought, well, why is everyone inventing? Just There were so many, like, plot holes as well, mm. which I'm sure we'll get into. Yeah, pretty fucking shit. Well... <laughs> I've got some really exciting news for you guys. All right. So, uh, so I heard through the grapevine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Right, I've got some really exciting news for you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I heard through the grapevine mm. uh, that they are remaking the Tommy Knockers. Yeah, I heard this a while ago. Sorry. Yeah. But... but interestingly, <laughs> the, the executive uh, producers slash directorial. Showrunner. Showrunner. Showrunner for and them. that shit. Showrunners. Yeah, showrunner. Include the original director of this miniseries. What? Uh, and I'm pretty sure a director or a producer from The Stand. So we're in for a fucking treat, guys. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. What? You can't make me do it. No. I'm not trying to force you to do I'm anything. Busy. Oh, brilliant. 
Brilliant. <laughs> right. So on that note, now that we know that we've got to do this again when it gets remade, no. uh, we are going to do our usual run through the plot summary. Now, listeners, please bear with us here. Uh, when I first write out this plot summary, it basically took me as long to read it as it took to watch the miniseries. So uh, for the first half, I've cut slightly. The second half, I've taken a lot of... Um, uh, a lot of... <laughs> The plot summary is short. The plot out. No, no, it's very detailed. Very detailed, weirdly. Uh, So I've taken a lot of uh, kind of editorial control and cut it down. You'll tell when I got really bored of doing this. It's like the end of the season where I thought, fuck it, I can't be bothered with a plot anymore. Uh, So we'll just make some bullet points. There was no plot. Uh, Stop me at any point if you've got any comments. And uh, what I've done is I've inserted uh, book differences throughout the plot to break shit up. Okay, so I can explain to you that the book is not as fucking awful as this miniseries. Nothing could be. That is very true. But before we do that, I think it's time for a little anthem. Yes, it's that time again. It's time for us to advertise all of the other stuff that we do that isn't just Stephen King. So if you uh, have been listening to us for a while, you know that our parent podcast is called Fan Critical and we've got loads of really cool content on that stream. So coming out uh, hopefully this week or next week, if you haven't already listened to the first one, do that. We've got a new worst of Netflix. John, tell us what's going on there. Um, So Gaz's turn this week. Uh, I obviously won the first episode. I discovered the very first Zero Blue movie, which was Leo the Lion. It is abysmal. Go and listen to it. Not the pod. The pod is brilliant. We have done a film uh, called Left Behind. Basically, it's a low-budget Hollywood film, but a big-budget Christian film. Uh, It stars Nicolas Cage. It is abysmal. But if you want to know whether or not it scored Zero Bloobs, go and listen to it once Gaz has fucking edited it. Uh, and the worst of Netflix is bloody hilarious. Uh, so if you haven't checked out the first episode on Leo the Lion, definitely get onto that. Right. We will be finishing our Walking Dead coverage uh, this week with the season finale of season nine. Uh, and that'll be it for us until further notice, season 10. Who knows? <laughs> uh, we've recently covered Captain Marvel, which is a great pod to listen to. And coming up, we've got loads more stuff on our Bastards and Broken Things channel, which is where we talk all things Game of Thrones. And our next Stephen King uh, retrospective review will be announced at the end of this show. Ooh. Exciting. And it's a surprise for these guys, too. Uh, we have got a shout out to give. Uh, Lucy, do you want to shout out one of our Patreon supporters? I surely do. This shout-out is directed to you, Karen Campos. You're a a self-confessed huge fan of our Castle Rock critical content, especially Castle Rock. Mm. One of the only fans, no. Um, As well as our movie reviews, and she's just started supporting us on Patreon, which we are all completely so grateful for, aren't Mm. we, guys? Yes, Yes, we are. So here's to you, Karen. Thank you very, very much. And if you would like to support us with a bit of spare change on Patreon, you can certainly do that. Uh, We are fan critical on Patreon, which is really easy. Uh, For just $5 a month, you can get access to some exclusive cast it content, which is bloody hilarious. And uh, for some of the higher tiers, you can even guest on a podcast. You can commission a podcast. Mm. Chat to us on Discord. That is madness. You you can pay to be on this podcast. Chatting with us, idiots. I have no idea why you'd want to do that. But it sounds fucking good, doesn't it? Why not? I mean, might as well. Sounds like it'd be a good laugh. We're a having a great for the time. Loved ones. You can't do any worse than we do, can you? Really? Fact. That is a good point. Very good point. Uh, so yeah, loads of really, really exciting stuff coming up. If you want to make sure that you are the first to hear all of our great content, then you can uh, obviously subscribe to any of our channels on all of the podcasting platforms, or you can follow us on social media. We are at Fan Critical Pod on Twitter, Fan Underscore Critical on Instagram just fan critical on facebook or you can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com but for now let's get back to the tommy knockers all right so it's time for that plot summary uh bear with me when we get through my editorial liberties but let's kick off with part one of the tommy knockers 
So we open up with Bobby Anderson. She's a Western fiction writer. And her boyfriend... What does that mean? Yeah, what writes, does that mean? She like, writes fiction about Westerns. Cowboys. Just, yeah, yeah, cowboys. But just fiction, surely. Why, why, why does that matter? It doesn't play a part in this film. I didn't even remember it. It's her backstory. But it's just stupid, isn't it? It's mm. like, and anyway, she's a scientist. Thank you for the explanation. Well, right, and you three know, hours later, we've already. finished our review of the Tommy Knockers. Uh, and her boyfriend, Jim Gard Gardner, a poet... And they live with their dog, Petey. The best character. Uh, on the outskirts of Haven in Maine. Uh, very, very boring. Writer's block. Gardner's a recovering alcoholic. He's not writing. Uh, then one day they stumble over some shit in the woods and they're like, oh, let's excavate it. And then As they discover do. a series of connected cubes made of an unknown alloy <laughs> from space. Uh, right, so first things first, book difference here. You've already mentioned that you don't give a fuck what they do, which is fine. Um, they're not in a relationship. I mean, they have been banging before. Pretty Ooh. sure that the dog is called Pete, not Petey. Stupid name for a dog, Petey. Well, it's I a mean, bit more doggly. Petey is a bit more doggy. No, I like Pete. Was he called Peter in the book? He might have actually Peter been the Peter. Dog. Peter the dog. <laughs> Hello, I'm Peter the dog. Um, it, their background is also a lot different. And when Guard comes back, he doesn't immediately come back because he's living with her and they're all like sexy kissy time. He comes back and Bobby is a fucking mess. He's not slept for like three weeks. Loads of fucking shit's gone on. Mm. This is way too rushed. Yeah. Yeah, so but it's just already a, <clears throat> abysmal. Here. It's just a bit weird. Like, so we had this thing with. I mean, it seemed like there was some sort of weird sexual tension or something with him and like the author. Yeah, or, the agent. Woman yeah, or it was whatever. like, oh, let's oh just... no, they hate each other. Well, yeah, but it was then badly he... done. One day I'm gonna fuck you, like you, you want to be fucked or something. Should we said. just do it on the floor in front of everyone? Because he was drunk. Yeah. That scene yeah, is hilarious. Why did he walk, Why did he jump out the window? He didn't do that on purpose. He thought it was the door, I think, was the yeah. impression they were trying to make. Mm. In the book, this is completely hilarious. So Jim Gardner is he's very angry about nuclear power and <laughs> nuclear power plants. Aren't we all? Yeah, yeah you In know. The 90s. Um, Bloody nuclear. And he gets a bit pissed having been sober for like three years. He gets shit-faced. He basically goes on this massive bender. And um, it's all the protest bender. is that. <laughs> yeah. And then he starts having a go at this guy who is a manager in a power plant, basically like reducing Mr. his wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's his name. No, I'm joking. It's not. Imagine. Um, Black. Sets his wife into like floods of hysterical tears. The woman can't cope with it. She was like, "Oh my god, really? People die? Oh no!" Um, <laughs> that is about the standard of acting. Then he punches a couple of people, and then he does. Genuinely, do you guys remember the umbrella incident? Yeah. I mean, that does happen in the book. It is quite funny. Incident? Gets the umbrella out and just opens it and goes, Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's bad luck to open an umbrella indoors mm. and then they shut it. I Is didn't it... even hear that. Or did I dream, or did I think that? Because it is bad luck. Oh, he yeah, might he does say that. that. Okay. does say that. So in the book, he then goes off and wakes up like four days later about to fall into the sea because he's passed out on a pier mm. and then eventually <laughs> makes his way back to Bobby <laughs> by hitchhiking. Um, it's, quite, and... it's quite funny, that bit, though, where he wakes up after being pissed, where he's like... What have I done? <laughs> no! Uh, because in the book, he's got an interesting backstory. So he once got so shit-faced that he shot his wife in the face. Oh, my word. What? She didn't die. Did get shot in the face. See? Right. See? Gun, Look at or... these faces. You can't see them. Shocked. Appalled. He's not madness. a protagonist I want to follow. Yeah. Well, you, you learn to love him. It's not his fault. It was the, uh, it was the source. What was going on with the... Uh, was he flirting with that young boy in the... Uh... In the the guy was serving drinks. Oh yeah, that was weird vibes. Yeah. No, I, I think he was so. just being. He was doing a bit of like artsy schmoozing. But I or think something, the young boy was yeah. giving him the oh, eye. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I really, really like your poem earlier. Money in that. Oh yeah, yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah. Should, should we fuck? Sorry. No, I'll just have a, an, an alcohol, please. One alcohol. No. <laughs> it no was weird. Tonic. Yeah, weird. that was. I, did, I thought something might come of it. Nothing ever did. Nothing no. ever did. Or well, nor in the book either. Well, um, maybe that's why he went, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> well, well maybe. Young boy, I'd imagine. Who knows? He's not that young. I mean, he's, he's an adult. Yeah. <laughs> well, let, let's set the scene a little bit better. So in the miniseries, we have some other inhabitants of the town that include the Paulsons. Who are they? Uh, I'm going to tell you. I'll tell okay, you, Lucy. Uh, the Paulsons, Becca and her husband, whatever his name is. Nancy Voss. Hold on. That's... So you're setting the scene. And you've forgotten one of the characters' names already. Yeah. It's because <laughs> I didn't bother two. writing them down. So uh, the one that's having the affair with Nancy Voss and his oh, wife. And the crazy wife that gets yeah. sectioned and then they never mention it. Like, yeah. yeah. Why did that? Did she get sectioned or was that a dream? Well, let, why don't we get on to that bit that's later on? Mm. Uh, yes, then we've got Nancy Voss, the slutty post office lady. Mm. Who in real life, mm. porn star. 
What was a porn? Adult film star. Porn star. Uh, the Brown I family, their kids, and Marie's father-in-law, Ev Hillman. Yeah, I remember yeah. them. Oh, yeah, remember yeah. them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ruth Merrill, the sheriff. Red hair, weird uh, dolls. Butch Duggan, the trooper. <laughs> Looks like Sipovich from um, NYPD Blue. It is yeah. him, is it not? No, I woke up, I was like, they're all in it, because I used to love that show. <laughs> uh, and a bunch of other morons, basically, that aren't important to the story. Uh, hold on, isn't that Butch Duggan, the guy from Beverly Hills Cop? Maybe. Maybe. He's not Sipovich. Uh, so in the book, Ruth's surname was McCausland. Uh, Meryl's just lazy, I think. Ace Meryl. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a name we know. But she's also the town constable rather than the sheriff. Sheriff? The oh, sheriff! sheriff. Uh, rather than the sheriff, which is a voluntary role and doesn't really have as much power, but everyone loves her in the mm. book. Uh, so Good she's honor. a dead husband that the other man wants to try and replace. That, that is correct, <laughs> yes. But they were busy mates. They were partners. Well, yeah, they were partners. Oh, that's terrible. That. No, but he doesn't... They don't go dating. I'll tell you about it later. <clears throat> Plot summary. Sorry. You said uh, I could say things. I did. I'm sorry. I said interject. You're out of order. <laughs> Raise your hand. <laughs> uh, so Bobby and Guard, our two main characters, just to clarify if anyone's forgotten their names, mm. uh, start oh, digging up this thing. Uh, people in the town start to undergo some weird changes like insomnia and really bad telepathy. Uh, some of them start inventing weird gadgets using kitchen tools, small appliances. So weird, all that. Batteries. Yeah. So shit. Such a shit light side effect. Right. <laughs> what is what is the worst of these three inventions? So you've got an automatic letter sorter. That's shit. A <laughs> telepathic shit. typewriter that works That's while you're sleeping. That's pretty fucking good, to be yeah. honest. And a BLT sandwich maker. Which would you have? But it's raw ingredients, is it not? So I'd Who say knows? The, the sorter. Yeah. The, the letter sorter. Like, I don't, who cares, I don't need man? that. I don't need any of those no, things. No, I think the telepathic typewriter. I think the melt, the lipstick melter is the best one. That's pretty good. Yeah, that is true. That's pretty good. Murder weapon. Uh, well, the telepathic typewriter <laughs> enables uh, Bobby in her sleep to write an entire novel about <laughs> Buffalo Soldiers. <laughs> so shit. Buffalo Soldiers. Thank you. So my notes around the, uh, the differences in the book here is that most of these happen, but they come across a lot more subtly and aren't flaunted around. Uh, it, <laughs> do they glow green like really poorly well, oh, it seems word, much yeah. subtler than this no one has like green <clears throat> beams coming out of their eyes like they do at some point mm-hmm. um, but in the book this weird transformation causes everyone's teeth and hair to fall out mm. which is pretty mm. fucking rank they yeah. go all like weird and transparent but it's caused by some gas that's coming from the ship as they dig it up whereas in the show it's it's it, it's kind of made out like it's a telepathic Vibe like it's or draining something. them of their like life force, and that's why their teeth are falling out. Uh, he, here's a fact I got from the Stephen King wiki: humans affected by the gas also have their blood congeal and turn green, their skin turn translucent, and their sexual organs disappear. There's always a shagging. Mm. Oh no, they their organs turn into like tentacles, Ooh. like their vaginas and penises turn into tentacles, like Avatar. Oh, so specific, it's sick, like, isn't it? Yeah, it's but disgusting. It is disgusting. Yeah. So this is where my... At um, least in this, the sex looks all right. My creative license gets a bit wild here. Uh, So Bobby gets obsessed with digging. Guard isn't affected by the ship. He's pretty worried about her behaviour. Bobby thinks Guard's metal plate is why he isn't affected. How disgusting is that, though? When he touches it and it looks like it's going to burst out of his head. Yeah, it was pretty gross. Yeah, I wondered what that was. I didn't realise he had the metal plate. I missed that. That's why he isn't affected by the Tommyknocker... Thought he was just a hero. The um, alcohol was dulling the vibe. <laughs> if anything, I'll be fine if the Tommyknockers turn yeah. up. That would make more sense if, because he was an alcoholic, he was... Maybe. They were like, we don't want your brain. Yeah. Right, just shit, to remind man. you guys, we've not even finished part one yet. Mm. So I'm going to speed us through a little yeah, sorry, bit. Here. Shut up now. No, please don't, Lucy. I like your instructions. Just make them smaller. Uh, <laughs> so less. now it's time to talk about the kids. So Hilly makes a magic machine that makes them disappear and then reappear. Like his birthday party, he's like, yeah, great, magic. I'll make my brother Davy disappear. And then he doesn't come back, obviously. Knew that was happening. Yeah, well, I mean, he didn't in the book. It was a bit sad. So Sheriff Merrill leads the town to hunt for the child. Uh, while Marie becomes inconsolable, Bryant, Bryant Brown, the husband, loses interest and starts working on his BLT sandwich maker. I love that they when they go to the um, police, they're like, has he been abducted? They're like, yeah, pretty much. That's the only thing that could have happened, like. Why, why do they jump to that conclusion after a couple of hours? Like, he's definitely been abducted. It's quite a small town. 
Yeah, but still, like, it's happened in, a ditch. in front of them for fuck's sake. I mean, sakes. he has literally been abducted by aliens at this point. I know, but it's just the police normally would be like, well, we can't rule anything out. They're like, yeah, he has been abducted. That must be what it is. Like, Definitely. Brilliant. There's no evidence yeah. to suggest he has been. But <laughs> we haven't really searched that much, but. Shouldn't yeah. have to. Yeah, probably just it's gone now, isn't it? Your assumption is correct, yeah. He's dead. How bored is this guy that's the dad? Like, I know he's supposed to lose interest, but just he can't be arsed with acting in this. He's oh, he gives no fucks. Like Stephen King dad, or just these horror dads <laughs> that are just like like you see it sort of pastiched a bit in Stranger Things. Just mm. the the absent yes. dad that's there, but it's just like barely sentient, and he does that. If he's trying to do it well, he does it, but mm. he's probably just a really poor actor. Yeah, he is a poor actor. Correct. Pretty atrocious. So, speaking of poor actors and TV shows, oh, nice little segue there. Everyone remember when I introduced you to the Paulsons again earlier? Yeah. Joe and Becca? Yes. Yeah? Yep. Yes. Thank you. They were the is first she, ones. Is she um, Frenchie from Greece? Yes. Because she sounds like her. Sorry if that was your little surprise. No, it wasn't. I'd forgotten until you said it okay, just then. Good. So, well done, Lucy. So, Becca, she gets a bit of a bit of a shock here. She's watching telly, her favourite show. I don't know what this thing is. It's a bit like the terrible version of Blind Date. Mm. A terribler version uh, and the host tells her that uh, her husband's having an affair and that she should kill him right mm. so if the telly started Spot talking on. to you and they said that what well, would you do that i would who who on tv is telling me to do this uh your favorite tv show host Piers morgan no um <laughs> oh, <my word. laughs> uh Zero i don't have moves. any favorite i don't know Ant and dirk and yeah, i don't who, told you. Pre- who presents Fucking things hell. i don't can't think of anyone stephen fry mm. jonathan ross Oh, Graham Norton. Yeah, I'd do it. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad we're on the same page here. Uh, So she builds a device with some of the instructions given to her by the bloke on the telly, and then she kills him. She goes mad. She goes into a psychiatric hospital where she drones on about the Tommyknockers. It's all crazy. a loony tune. Um, This is not how it happens in the book. Would you like to know how Becca Paulson kills her husband in the book? Yeah, he is a prick, though. I mean, he he totally deserves to die. Yeah. Totally deserves to die. I don't know if he deserves to be killed, but... I do. Well, you know, he's a dick. He's not like... She should have just left him. A paedophile or anything. Like, oh. Well. We're there already. Well, you know. I mean, you are correct. He's not like a paedophile or anything. <laughs> so, you know, maybe that was a bit extreme. Well, I'm just saying, I could understand more if you were going a bit mad because of that. I mean, he's his wife is a state. And yeah, bless her. he's sleeping with a porn star. Like, He's rude to her, though. He's he is very rude. He was a dick, but, you know, just go away then. Don't she die. She should leave him. She well, should leave him. In the book, uh, on top of the TV, Becca Paulson has a, a picture of her her one true love, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and she's sitting there on the sofa one day when uh, Joe's been particularly arseholeish to her, and she is she hears some talking coming from over in the direction of the TV, and obviously assumes it's Jesus. Ah. Jesus <clears throat> tells her to kill Joe. With this contraption in the back of the the telly box, mm. Jesus the scientist, Jesus the scientist, telly box, TV, yeah, <laughs> TB, telly box. Okay. And uh, what actually happens is she blows him up, then the house sets on fire, and they both die. Right. Okay. Which made a little bit more sense to me. I think as a viewer, you'd probably find that more tragic. So they're like, look, mm. she's she's gone to mental hospital, but she's not dead. Okay, is that okay? Yeah. Like that's what they're doing for the viewers. Is that better for the telly? Telly box? <laughs> <laughs> um, but what she also gets is a lot of information about other people in the town. Uh, so he, he starts gossiping with her and then... <laughs> Jesus yes, does. Jesus is a right gossip. loves it. She fucking gossip. loves it. And then he tells her about Joe and then he tells her to blow them up and Be- then they It's because die. everything that Jesus says is gospel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, quite literally. <laughs> so there you go. Um, and then the final thing that happens in part one of this masterpiece uh, is that Hilly tries to get Davy back by recreating his uh, little machine mm. and uh, repeating the crazy nursery rhyme about the Tommyknockers before he has a seizure and has to go to hospital. Well, at least he's giving it a go. You know. Look, at least he's trying. He's really cut up about this. Mm. He'll give Davy sure all yeah. of his GI Joes for this. Yeah. Uh, and that is the end of part one. So how, how did you both feel when, when part one finished? Not sure. I've got to do part two now, for mm. fuck's sake. Yeah. I was thinking, how long is part two? Mm. I'll tell you what. So, what's the name of Davy's brother, sorry? Hilly. So, Hilly. Is that his name? Hilly, yeah. Well, he's named after his granddad, Ev Hillman. Right. Hillman Hilly sure. for short. Okay, yeah. He throws his granddad under the bus as soon as he can, doesn't he? So, when he goes off, he's like... 
Uh, I've just been in that weird place where I shouldn't have been, like Granddad said. Oh, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? And the the look that his granddad gives, like, for fuck's sake, what are you doing? I've just bought you a magic kit. And then later on, he's like, I hate you. This is all your fault. You made me do all this magic stuff. Stop doing that. Well, he did get infected because he went to Big Engine Woods. Or oh, Burning Woods, then. Oh, before called. that, he was running around a table. Like, what a boring life that kid had. <laughs> What's he doing, man? <laughs> and his dad's like, oh, <clears throat> you've knocked the tomato ketchup over. You little prick. Oh, you... <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah, I think you yeah, did, yeah. Close enough, innit? Yeah. Before we move on to part two, there are a couple of things that aren't in this plot summary that we probably do need to talk about. Mm. Um, firstly, we just mentioned them. So the Burning Woods, or as you might remember from Pet Cemetery, the yep. Mick Mac Woods or the Big Engine Woods. But obviously, Hilly and his mate go into the woods and they get quite close to the ship, which is supposed to say that they get infected, right? They're running away. Scared is so shit. That was pathetic. They were not even running fast. They're like, let's go! Like, plodding away. There was no fear there. But we also possibly forgot to talk about uh, one of the most terrifying things that's actually happened in this whole miniseries. The dolls. They're so shit, though. How fucking awful are these dolls? They are... Sh- or they're just yeah, they're just they're shit. Why do, why do they happen? Well, why has she done that? It's hilarious. I mean, again, I don't understand why there's a, a collection of like a thousand dolls in a police station. Like, have That's they just police got property? Like, why yeah. are you storing? Are they evidence in some kind of crime? Maybe. I mean, now they are. Maybe. Well, no, they're Ruth's personal Annabelle. collection. In why are they in her workplace? Oh, well, they make yeah. no sense in here. It made no sense. I looked up and I was like, what the fuck is happening here? So in the book, Ruth and her. Dear departed husband, Mr. McCausland, I can't remember his name, uh, couldn't have kids and Ruth really wanted children. So instead she just developed a a collection of dolls that she keeps in her own house. weird, man. She keeps them in her own house, not in the police station. And they're like her surrogate children. No, they're not. And then her her now dead husband built her a schoolroom, which is where they all sit and it's really nice for her. It's still creepy in the book, to be honest, but it's less creepy than having a fucking room of dolls in a police station. But hilarious, the bit where... It's David's and it just looks over and it's one of the dolls is like, like, oh, fucking hell. One of the dolls is like making a weird face at me with its mouth. And it's like, which one of you's done stuff? Like, I'm, I'm like, is she evil? Which one of you scared yeah. Davy? I thought yeah. that it might come back that she was a bit of a like child murderer, but no. How yeah, funny I'm would it be if she was like, which one of you has done that? Um, that that thing did the the mouth thing again. So, no, don't, oi, come on. That was madness. I'm going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> this is horrific. Yeah, it is poor, yeah. Uh, speaking of that, should we move on to part two? Part yes. two. Uh, so you thought it was all over, but it's not. We're back for another 90 minutes uh, of the podcast. No, sorry, the miniseries. Oh, yeah. uh, so, to keep this bit relatively brief, Ev, <laughs> Grandpa Ev, learns that Hilly's got a brain tumour and he's lost loads of his teeth. It's not funny. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> just I had to stop then because Lucy was just laughing yeah. weirdly the in my ear. Of the uh, announcement. Yeah. yeah, it was very. Well, it's not new to us now that people lose their teeth when the Tommy knockers are around. Don't understand why. It makes no sense. Mm. The people that. Why is that? Don't know. I think their bodies are deteriorating. Yeah, mm. it's a sensible answer. Yeah, they're um, they're being they're, the life is being sapped from them in the miniseries. <laughs> yeah. And in the show, oh, I know it's that similar. Um, Wait for one of my teeth to fall out at this point. You do look a bit like you might just flump off the chair. <laughs> People in town are creating lots more fantastic uh, devices Sounds and sure. everyone just yeah. seems very drained of energy and life. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the podcast. Yeah. 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 Sorry, back to, uh, back to Haven. So while they're looking for the kids, it's gone missing. Sheriff Merrill discovers that Bobby is, is still digging up this object. And uh, Ev starts researching the town's history. He goes and has a look in a nice big book that's got lots of history in it, just about <laughs> the woods and just about murder in the woods, basically. Mm. Um, Where's to... that book about the woods and, and murder? Yeah. Just, Where is it? Oh, it's here, sir. Woods, yeah. murder. There it is. <laughs> here is one, one book. book. Uh, so it goes back more than two centuries documenting inis- inexplicable mass murders, deadly hunting accidents, and even mm. a Native American tribal chief claiming that the area is cursed. Uh, he tries to go to the police and get Trooper Duggan to investigate, but he's having none of that shit. Mm. So what, what do we think of this? So it's, it's all starting to happen now, isn't it? <clears throat> in like a if way. you looked into any woods or forest over the last two centuries, there would be suicides. Like, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, 
bad stuff happens in all the woods. You sound like you're trying to cover something up there. Just any yeah, any given loads wood. Of people Which die <laughs> here, man. Which Relax. specific wood? Epping, Epping Forest. There's a lot of that there. Let's not start, you know, digging out forests. All right. I'm just saying that Sherwood not, Forest. I don't think it's that unusual. <gasps> the new forest. I don't know any death other in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure in the book that Ruth never finds Bobby digging this thing up. This is made up totally just to get the two biggest paid leads, both redheads, in a scene together. Yeah. Ev, Grandpa Ev, actually goes to a reporter first who thinks he's absolutely fucking nuts, who ironically is called David Bright, who is the same reporter that interviewed Johnny Smith in The Dead Zone. Oh. Linkage. How about that Cujo fucking reference, which hit you over the head? Your dog's gone a bit. Cujo looks at the camera, wink, wink. wink. Yeah. But he's just barking <clears throat> a bit like he's vying. Yeah. Poor PT. Stupid name for a dog. So Constantly howling. They use that same effect, don't they? Where a dog just I mean, it's the same sound effect, and then a dog just runs in a circle and then just looks up. I mean, I'm not slagging the dog off. Like he's Peter is doing what he can. Well done, with Peter. With the material that he's given, but Poor uh, sod. he hasn't even got any lines for fuck's sake. <laughs> In he the must have he thought he was on to something getting a role in this after Cujo. Named yeah. role, yeah. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Petey. But shit. Uh, so then we get to the exciting bit where Nancy creates her uh, disintegrator ray Pretty in the lipstick. Pretty cool, Yeah, best bit. Yeah. To be honest, uh, not in the book, but probably one of the best bits of the miniseries. Hmm. Yeah. I'll give that. <laughs> this is where I think my um, editorial licence got a bit wild uh, shit stops happening in town people are obsessed with making new devices yep. sheriff thinks bobby had something to do with davy's disappearance 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 <laughs> what is wrong with me um <laughs> almost arrests her uh becomes suspicious more's going on calls trooper duggan telephone lines go dead meryl is assaulted by her dolls <laughs> and they knock her unconscious yeah that what was a paragraph of plot summary come what? play with you'll, me you'll get no, yours bitch do they say that I is it know. no 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 <laughs> No, it's, Why it's does like... that happen? Well, who, whose mind has controlled I them? I don't know. It's fucking nonsense. So there's telepathy. Why are the dolls alive? Telepathetic. Lily, Lily, literally no. Lily, Lily, Lily. There's no reference to that or why that would happen. Well, in the book, they're cr- called again. <laughs> so in the book, the dolls they talk to her and they're still creepy as fuck. But they're not. They don't beat her up. It's nonsense. It makes no fucking sense. They're dolls. Too late, puss. Oh, Ruth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, too late. Yeah, there he is. Him again, troublemaker. (laughs) That would be that flying into your face would not stop. That's way like nothing. Too late. Too late, Ruth. Let's yeah. kick them. All right. It's like the scarecrow quack. <laughs> All right, German. Even George Washington's getting involved. I'm a tin soldier. So, yeah. What happened to her? There you go. Poor Ruth. What happened to her? I can't remember. Does she die? Did you um, ever see her again? Can I be honest? I don't remember if she dies or not. Yeah, she's in the um, she's in the she's with the dog and the old fella. Oh yeah. Thing. Oh then. yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Anyway, correct. Um, so, so they say um, <laughs> too late, Ruth. Too late, Ruth. Too late, And uh, that is the actual audio from the film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we could get a job of of that. We're all but, better than them. But how does this? How does this power affect the dolls? Like, yeah, who's who's controlling them? Is that a separate thing? Because Too late the, for what? Because before the thing gets dug up, before the spaceship gets dug up, one of them's doing the <laughs> to the kid. So it's like, what is this a separate thing? It does seem like a separate thing that's never addressed. I, I don't think it's ever going to be addressed. So well, I don't know. Maybe in the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe in the maybe in the remake. Too late. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, so after this happens 
uh, Butch Duggan and two other troopers come into town to investigate. Mm. Uh, they're shocked by the town people's apathy and apparent illness. <laughs> Hair falling out, baggy eyes. What is that? Pale skin, exhaustion, etc. Then he starts to feel a bit sick, sign that he's being affected, and he leaves and he feels better again. So clearly there's something in the air. Mm. Uh, although no one really identifies what that is at any point in this film fucking useless yeah uh, and then nancy comes in and uh gets the the troopers with their disintegrator ray disintegrator yeah disintegrator oh my god la, that la, woman la. is beautiful Blah. Yeah. then after that we go back to bobby and she's losing her shit because she says the dog's dead right mm. she won't go to hostel though even though she's having some kind of breakdown and the next morning totally fine garage is padlocked and guard wants to go and see what's going on because she won't let him in there um so he gets drunk <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Classic. you, Bobby! Well, if you're not going to let me in there, I'm going to get pissed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn straight. <laughs> so, uh, and then he ends up seeing all of the townspeople gathered in front of the town hall. Reminded me of that film, Cocoon. Do you remember that film? Yeah, a bit like that. Much better film. That's a classic movie. Yes, I know, but just the people gathered in the town like that reminded me And I want to say not the fly or the thing, one of them. It was very, like, B-moving. Teeth was like the fly. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I wrote down in front of the town hall being all possessed and green Uh, then they discover him oh no and he attempts to flee but his vehicle is disabled and a green barrier of energy prevents him Mm. and every time he comes into contact with him the metal plate in his head causes him extreme pain so he's fucked at this point can't leave town because there's some kind of force field around it all very weird Mm. so Nancy she's enough of this shit she wants to kill him Bobby says, no, I need you to keep digging up that big thing in the woods because I'm in charge now for some no logical reason. Yeah, that is weird, yeah. yeah you know, just it's weird, I guess she it? kind of started excavating it, so she's put herself in charge. I am the leader. And then, so Duggan comes back to Haven <laughs> looking, for, uh, looking for Ruth and his troopers and Grandpa Ev comes along for the ride, then killed by a coke machine. How did that happen? I think I must have fallen asleep. <laughs> um, he went so to, who's Duggan? Butch. Butch Duggan, man, the, the guy trooper. from Okay, so Crossley Hills Cop. Sorry. <laughs> some so, other yeah, things happen. He goes here. to get some coke out of a coke machine for some reason. I don't know what it's he's hot. doing. Well, I mean, but come on. In a way. Right. And then um he gets stuck in there or it starts throwing coke at him. Starts he's trying like, to eat his hand. Hey, what are you doing? Don't do I that, you shit coke machine. And it just explodes. <laughs> right, this is a big budget move for this this film. Well, there is actually a murderous uh, soda machine or coke machine in the book. Oh, yeah. Um, which floats along the road and then um, throws itself into a person and crushes them to is death. Is it a diet coke machine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was terrible, to be honest. And it's a shame because they probably could have just put it on a skateboard and done, the, done what happened in the book. But they just didn't bother, did they? I don't know. Well, they didn't bother because it ate his hand instead. <laughs> Uh, so in the book, Ev isn't lured away to um, to go to the garage to say he can you know, to see his grandson because his own daughter and son-in-law tell him that they can that his grandson's in the garage. Mm. He's not, and actually, there's a few cronies there with Bobby, and then Bobby gets shot in the book at this point. So it's oh, not yeah. not got the whole town hanging around the dig site. Bobby gets shot mm. by whom? By Ev? No, by Butch. Butch is dead. No, yeah, Butch no, not the book. dead. Oh, yeah. Not the book. Oh, right, yeah, okay, sorry. So, in the book, Ev and Butch turn up. Yeah. And they're having an argument with Bobby and some of her cronies. Hey, we call the shed people in you the book. Idiots. The people who have fully become Tommyknockers. We have become. And then she disappears for a few weeks, and Guard is then, like, made to do the dig by some of the lesser Tommyknockers. Uh, but they all get a bit <laughs> sick by being too near the ship, which makes no sense, quite frankly, mm. in the book, to be honest. Um, like radiation poisoning to me. But then, Fact. well, yes. And then Butch Duggan is actually brainwashed into committing suicide after Ruth's funeral rather than being eaten alive by a murderous coke machine. Yeah, but... Don't know what I like better, to be honest. Budget, though, isn't it? Neither of it. Okay, Lucy's had enough. Uh, luckily, we're almost there. <laughs> so, this is where things start to get really speedy. So Guard takes him's teeth out, tells Bobby that he's starting to feel a bit weird and have visions. He has no problem with doing that and he expresses no pain. Literally yeah. none. He's, he's hard ass, like, Jim uh, Smith. Well, la, la, la. it'd be better if he like showed some distress at having to remove a tooth. He oh no, he's, he's in full survivor mode now. He's numbed himself with a fuck ton of alcohol and he's like, right, I'm going to save the world. So they do a bit of sexy time. 
He steals their keys and he goes to the garage. Oh, there's a blood in your mouth as well. Sorry. The yeah, actually, that's a bit rank, to be fair. You're bleeding but, uh, into just her mouth. The, uh, back skin coming off as well. Oh, that's like rank. the fly. Yeah. Yeah, very much. Body horror. Oh, uh, I'd imagine the state of her. Ugh. And his bleeding mouth all over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a lot worse than it was. Bleeding Christ. Mm. That's disgusting. Uh, lo and behold, it gets worse. So he yeah. goes into the garage, and there's a load of alien technology. PT, Gran- Grandpa Doing F. running, yeah. I had to laugh. <laughs> running on the spot <laughs> me there. Um, Grandpa F and Ruth, the sheriff, are all stuck in weird cases of crystal and being like, consumed by technology. Mm. And um, Grandpa F says, Hilly's still alive. Uh, you've got to find him. He's with the Tommyknockers. So, What's going on? So he's, he's with the Tommyknockers. What does that mean? What are they? With the Tommyknockers. I need some sort of guidance, please. <laughs> Literally no idea. Um, makes no sense. So actually in, in the book, Davy is, is on some kind of weird astral plane called Altair 4. <laughs> <laughs> you said the book was better. <laughs> Alta- oh my God. He is on <laughs> Altair 4. Hey, <laughs> man. No. no, it gets better than this. So in order to save him, he has to plug some headphones in and control the computer that's hooked up to loads it's of Tommy really batteries. Kind of oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> You'd have hated it, Luce. Um So, right. So then God convinces Bobby that they've got to go into the ship to become. So they spend the whole night digging. <laughs> it sounds... I think we've moved into like porno Tommy yeah. Knockers. They uncover a new glowing octagon set deep into the earth. They activate it and a portal opens beneath them, which takes them into some shit starship. A bit like Lost, that bit. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Actually, maybe that was where they were inspired. Doubt it. <laughs> um, so we get in, so loads of mummified aliens, fangs, big skulls, horrible skin, all of that. Uh, some of them appear locked in mortal combat. And there's an alien on a wheel who's obviously telepathically driving. La, la, la. This is a little bit like, sorry, I keep going on about everything, but a bit like Prometheus. It was also like not Prometheus. that great. Yeah, yeah that this. was very disappointing, but fucking hell, it's, it's not all one bloob. No. So here's a bit difference. Oh yeah. Uh, this is nonsense, all of it. They're big, weird, sort of like reptilian y sort of things in the book, and they're all fucking dead. Right? Especially the ones used as slaves to oh, power dude. the ship. Uh, and the group in the main driving room have died fighting with each other. That's how they've crashed the fucking ship. Mm. Nonsense. Makes more sense, yeah. Uh, what's even more nonsense is all of a sudden Davy he's on the ship in a crystal. How the fuck did he get yeah. in there? I thought I'd just missed it because I wasn't paying attention. No. <laughs> yeah, doesn't make any, didn't make any sense Snapshot, and then he's out again. Uh, so he some guard somehow manages to get Bobby to see the light, resist the aliens, 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 and come back to normal out of nowhere. Hmm. Right? And how do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, it's just silly, isn't it? Yes, yeah, done. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Right, so they escape the <laughs> ship. Well, Davy and Bobby escape. Guard like breaks the lift so no one else can get in because all the crazies are outside. They want to get in there, and he hooks himself up to the driving thing. I know how to well, do. Well, he this. chucks the stupid rubber alien at first. <laughs> oh he yeah, laughed so much as it flew through the air. Go away, oh. light alien. Uh, Nancy goes mental, tries to kill Bobby and the kid, but her lipstick gun is rendered useless by all the green technology. So she grabs an axe. Uh, they've gone to the garage at this point, trying to escape. Grandpa Ev chokes her from his cage, and he dies. Bobby saves PT, the ship starts flying away, and then Guard makes it explode in the sky. Using his mind. Yeah. Using his mind. Even though no one can read his mind and he can't be affected by the ship because of the metal in his head. Mm. Yeah, so how does that that? power come? Now I will go to Altair 4. (laughs) It's like Scientology. He did go to Altair 4 to rescue Davy. Oh, my God. Uh, So one big difference, which is, I mean... There's a lot of differences, but the thing that really fucked me off is at the end of the book, the ship, like, being opened and leaving causes all the people who've been affected to basically, like, explode and die. Um, But before that, Guard kills Bobby because she can't be saved. Shoots her in the face again, does he? She... Yes. (laughs) He does shoot her in the face, actually. Again. Classic Um, move. And then the ship sets fire to the woods and the town. So basically pretty much everyone is dead, apart from a bunch of the Tommyknockers who were holed up in someone's backyard breathing breathing from some, like, Tommyknocker. Breathing. (laughs) Rabbits. (laughs) But most of them all died. Does the dog survive? That's my only concern. No, Petey's dead. Fuck's sake. Who kills Petey? Fire. Uh, Oh, my God, Peter the dog is dead. 
But in, in the miniseries, it ends with everyone in town freed from the alien influence and apparently suffering from no ill effects. Bobby mm. and Petey are seen later sitting in the forest looking up at the night la, la, sky. La, 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 la. And Gardner is heard reciting some of his poetry. And that, Goodbye. my friends, is the end of the Tommyknockers. I've got to echo that, Raspberry. Yeah, Not I mean... there, Raspberry. Mm. I'll be honest, it's a bit of a shame that... They did such a poor job of this. I think if you hadn't seen this and you and the remake is any good, you might you wouldn't, Lucy, because I don't think you like sci-fi, do you? <laughs> Not this kind of thing, no. No, I think <laughs> I would quite enjoy it. Um, it's just a shame that the ending was so much better. Everyone died of the book. Yay! Yay! Dead people. Yippee! But that that is our review of uh, of the Tommy Knockers. I don't think there's anything left to say at this point. Oh, uh, yeah, shite. That's absolutely uh, shite. Except. Um, uh, nothing much left to say except to let you know what our next review is going to be. And don't worry, because this is an utter fucking tripe. Yeah. Uh, what? It is tripe. No, it isn't. Oh, right. Okay. It's good. I've down my predictions so we can check to see if it's right. Yeah, so I said earlier that uh, Lucy, I think, may have read this. So this is a fantastic film based on a short story by Stephen King. The short story is The Body. Yay! Oh, and the right. film is Stand By Me. My favourite film. And luckily, Lucy and I have both read that short story. Yeah. So I won't be the uh, only one waffling on about book differences. I'll have to reread it because it was years ago. But yes, Easy I love the film and the book and it's great. You excited about that one? I'm very excited. Yeah. You happy after the trauma of Tommy Knockers? It's a brilliant, An hour brilliant and a half film. film. A very short book. What more could you want? <laughs> Literally nothing else. 90 minutes, short story. Fucking Aww, perfect. Buzzing for that. Me too. Good choice. Uh, yeah, nice. Fuck you, Len, with your terrible choices. Yeah, Len, fucking Tommy Knockers. I think I might have actually encouraged him to do that, so Probably, I'm really yeah. sorry. G'd him on. Uh, but I hope that some of this has been at least amusing for you all. Uh, but on that note, don't forget to go back and listen to the other adverts. Can't be asked to tell you about everything again. We've got loads of other really exciting content coming out in the next few weeks, including the next episode of The Worst of Netflix. Yeah! Wow! Our crazy theories podcast on bastards and broken things about oh what's going to happen that in the next so season. Cool. Of Davos Game is John's of dad. <laughs> uh, and our other podcast, Davos is John's dad. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> also our, our new coverage of the new season or the final season of game of thrones will be coming out on that channel too don't forget to sign up to patreon if you've got a spare few pennies for us follow us on social media Just a couple of bucks and we'll see you again in a few weeks say goodbye lucy bye lucy say goodbye john <laughs> see ya and i've been your host emma thanks very much for going through this with us good night good night good night